0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast, followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light. The private writings of the Saint of Calcutta. Chapter 11 continued. Be the one who will satiate his thirst. My heart hath expected reproach and misery. And I looked for one that would grieve together with me, and there was none. And I sought one that would console me, and I found none. Reads the offertory verse, Psalm sixty-eight twenty-one, Used for the mass of the feast of the Sacred Heart and votive masses of the Sacred Heart outside Easter time. This verse triggered in Mother Teresa's memory her crucial encounter with Jesus on the train and was a permanent challenge for her to be the one. Years later, on a holy card of Ecce Homo, with the printed words, I looked for one that would comfort me and I found none, she would write, be the one. She loved to look at this image, a reminder of her call, and to give copies to her followers as an incentive to carry it. She used to exhort her sisters, tell Jesus, I will be the one. I will comfort, encourage, and love him. Be with Jesus. He prayed and prayed, and then he went to look for consolation, but there was none. I always write that sentence, I looked for one to comfort me, but I found no one. Then I write, be the one. So now you be that one. Try to be the one to share with him, to comfort him, to console him. So let us ask Our Lady to help us understand. One of the sisters remembered Mother Teresa's explanation be the one. Be the one who will satiate the thirst. Instead of saying, I thirst, say, be the one. Do whatever you believe God is asking you to do, to be the one to satiate him. As every new foundation was for Mother Teresa another September 10th, the question, will you do this for me, kept resounding in her heart. How could she refuse the memory of Jesus's words gave her the strength to overcome herself and to console him by lighting the fire of God's love in the heart of every person. In spite of the terrible darkness within, she longed for Jesus's return and wanted him to find her being the one, comforting him and the poorest of his brothers and sisters since it was in their lives that he saw his passion being relived, as she explained to her friend Eileen, thank you for your letter of August 25th received. Your letter is so beautiful. Yes, if we only went back to the spirit of Christ, if we only relive the Eucharistic life, if we only realized what the body of Christ is, there would not be so much suffering, so much of what we have today. The passion of Christ is being relived once more in all its reality. We must pray much for the church, the church in the world, and the world in the church. Here in India, we are still fighting the famine and then the hard days of food storage and then the floods have spread in so many places. There is so much suffering, so much misunderstanding which brings so much hatred and all that hatred can bring and give. Thank God our Holy Father made this year a year of faith. Really, we have never needed so much faith as we need it now. If all goes well, I should be leaving for Africa on the September 17th. But as the things are here, I wonder if I will be able to get away from home at this time. You must not grieve for Jim. He is with God. We are here to go there, home to God. And there is no unhappiness there, but only Shanti, a real Shanti Nagar. So why should you be sad if Shanti is his companion now? Thank God. We are in God's hands. He will take care of us. We have now really to trust him blindly. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God are guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth. Patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. One time, Mother Teresa was asked, what's the greatest problem in the church today? And she said, me, that is, herself. And tonight's reading gives us some insight into what she means. Because Mother Teresa really was convinced that the Lord had called her, the Lord had invited her into an intimate following of himself. He had called her to satiate his thirst in the poor. A thirst for love, for being wanted. That Christ had identified himself in the incarnation with every single human person. He assumed to his divine person in a mysterious way every human person. And so Christ can speak in his own person as head of this new people, this body, but he can also speak in the person of his body. And when Christ thirsted, he was especially speaking in the person of his mystical body. He was thirsting for love. He was thirsting for the love of the poor, but he was also thirsting for us, in us. And Mother Teresa was convinced that she had to satiate that thirst and do what she could to do it. And it didn't matter if other people didn't do that. It didn't matter if her efforts were poorly received or well received, misunderstood or well understood, promoted or not promoted. What she understood was that she had to be the one. And even if everyone else in the world was falling away, Even if no one else was taking up this mission of giving Christ something to drink, she would do it. She would be the one. And how do we know this is important? Because when Jesus came into the world, who was the one who believed in him? Mary. Our Lord was content at first with having one person love him and believe him. And when he was born into the world, what happened? There was no room for him in the end. Yes, John the Baptist believed. Yes, Elizabeth believed. Zechariah, Joseph, Mary. And that's it. A small little band. And if someone had complained to Mary, how can this be the save you and no one recognizes him? How can you give your whole life to Jesus when other people seem to ignore him? Well, she was going to be the one. Be the one who would love him. You and I will not be judged. You and I will not go to heaven. You and I will not go to hell if we go to one of those places because of what something has of someone else. Each one of us has a responsibility to stand before the Lord, and we cannot blame anyone else. We cannot, in the end, say it's not my fault or I could have done differently or anything like that. No. The Lord is asking us to listen to him. The Lord is asking each of us to follow him. The Son of God loved me, St. Paul said in Galatians 2.20. The Son of God loved me and gave himself up for me. And we are trying to give love in response to love. Jesus did everything he did, all his suffering, For you and for me individually. He knew us. He thought of us. And you and I want to do everything we can. To love him. And is that hard? Yes. Is that difficult? Yes. Can we do it on our own? No. But we're not left to row. That's why we ask Jesus to help us to love him. Ask him tonight. In the words of St. Philip, Jesus, I long to love you, but I don't know how. Jesus, I long to love you. I want to love you, but I don't know how. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen.